I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Pirates won again yesterday in Bradenton. Do you care about that? Do you care that they won? I, I, I definitely don't. But they won. They beat the Twins one to nothing. The Pirates' record now, and I really don't care about records, but I'm throwing it out just parenthetically, is 11-10-1. Last year, I'm not going to look this up now, but I want to say that through 22 games, they were something like 2-20, and 20, where they barely ever won. Now, you'd think they would just accidentally have run into a couple of wins down there, and they were that bad. They were that bad. They were so bad that it showed in their spring record which is not easy to achieve. But this team, this spring, has gotten, in addition to results, pretty good pitching. I wouldn't say that it's been great. I wouldn't say that it would be uh, some glowing positive heading into the April 1 opener at Wrigley Field. But I would say that mostly is true because Mitch Keller hasn't pitched well. That, that to me, is the one that's kind of holding everything back. Keller has been uh, lousy. I don't think there's another way around it. Granted, we're talking about eight and a third innings of baseball. But within that, we're talking about a 16.2 ERA. He's given up 22 hits. 16 runs, three homers. He's had nine strikeouts, which is at least mildly encouraging, which means he's still got his stuff, but he's also had four walks in there. And he's run up. This this is a number that, that jumps at me. In his eight and a third innings, he's thrown 204 pitches. Now, think about that for a second. Nine innings would be your complete game. So to get two more outs, he'd be at like 220 pitches to throw a complete game. Uh, he's a concern. There's no way around it. I'm not here to beat the dead horse. I'm not here to bury the kid over an inning count that, once again, is less than a full game. But I'm also not going to sugarcoat it as insignificant when I've also identified this particular individual as being the single most instrumental player they've got for this calendar year. 
not for wins and losses. I'm talking about for the future of the franchise. You can't have a starting pitcher who's in your organization, who's young, and who not that long ago was seen as one of the top 10 prospects, not pitching prospects, all prospects, across all of baseball, and then have him bust. You just can't. It's devastating. You can have him maybe turn into a three or a four or something like that in your rotation when Quinn Priester comes along, uh, Kumar Rocker. I mean, I'm going to get way ahead of the process here, but you get the idea. If Keller is at least a three or a four in that mix, then you've done okay. If he's a bust, you've got a big, big problem. Repeating for emphasis, not calling Keller a bust. It's been eight and a third innings. But if you go over 2019 and 2020, a lot of these patterns apply. He doesn't command the fastball the way you'd want. He gets himself into bad counts, and he ends up getting hit. And you can say until you're blue in the face and show me all the advanced analytics, and I'll buy them, they're accurate, that he's been unlucky. At some point, unlucky stats have to even out. That's the nature of luck. You flip that coin a zillion times and you're going to get half a zillion heads and half a zillion tails or something really, really close to it. Once the luck doesn't balance out, then a bigger problem is exposed. But again, I'm not here to you know, say that Keller stinks or whatever else. That'd be insane. A really bright kid with a great arm, live arm. And he's gotten results. And by the way, he's had good command his whole life until he got to the bigs. So let's presume that it it kind of turns around. And let's also point out here that the pitching has been really good overall in spite of him. That's where I was heading with all this today. The pitching has been really good, even though he hasn't. And I almost feel like that deserves to be set over here. Like the, all these chips will slide to this side of the table and just look at what these guys have contributed. And it's been a lot. Of, and Chad Cool has, has handled himself okay. Uh, JT Brubaker, who's going to end up pitching today against Atlanta, has been okay. Notice that I'm not glowing about these two. They, they, they've been all right. They haven't been spectacular. I don't know that they need to be. They're in the rotation. Uh, they've done what they're supposed to do. They're getting ready for the season. I don't think the bar is set super high for either guy. But there's ability there, and they look like they can be major league starting pitchers. It's the rest of them that really, uh, or some of the rest of them that have me excited, especially from the depth standpoint. Chase DeYoung pitched yesterday, and he retired the first nine batters he faced in 11 of the first 12. Big deal, right? Three and two-thirds scoreless innings, except that when you look at the fact that he's now allowed just a single alert run in 11 and two-thirds innings over four appearances. Two of them were starts. Uh, this is a player who's always had some promise. 
this is good. This is what you want. You want to bring arms like this, guys like this, especially in a year like 2021 where you need all these innings in. I'm excited about Miguel Yahure, like a lot. Like, and I don't really do a very good job of masking it. He pitched the fifth inning through six of his seven pitches for strikes and just went boom, 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 got out of it. Uh, his off-speed stuff is the best I've seen of anyone at any level of the organization. He's not going to make the opening day roster, I don't believe. But he's not going to be far, and he's going to end up spending, I think, a, a significant enough chunk of the 2021 season in Pittsburgh. You will like this pitcher. Uh, he is he's, he's, a, he's a throwback. If you like watching guys do stuff that fools hitters, that keep them off balance, you, you'll appreciate Yahure. David Bednar, a kid from Mars. He pitched yesterday. Struck out the only batter he faced. Stranded an inherited runner. He, he's he got a seven and a third inning scoreless streak over eight appearances, but that's not the, the key there. In those seven and a third innings, he's struck out 14 guys and walked one and given up two hits. He's been dynamite. He's been dynamite. You're going to hear... Uh, when he comes up, and it's going to make you roll your eyes and everything else, the announcers are going to be all, oh, he's from Mars, PA, Butler County boy, and all that other stuff, and people will think that the, that's got something to do with why Ben Charrington has him in the fold. I guarantee you Charrington couldn't care less. But Bednar's pitched really, really well. And I wasn't sure, and I couldn't have been sure what the Pirates would be getting out of their middle relief, or for that matter, the back end. But Richard Rodriguez has done well. Kyle Crick struck out two of the four guys he faced yesterday. He's in the zone, and I'm not talking about the mythical zone. I'm talking about the strike zone. When his slider is working with other command to keep him in that area, he will fool hitters because they cannot hit his slider. It's just a matter of whether or not he can keep the other stuff in the strike zone. This is all promising stuff, and I'm not even getting into really the prospects here. Uh, Ruanzi Contreras pitched again. He struck out three of the four batters he faced. Dude throws 100, falling out of bed. Amazing arm. He's a blast to watch. He's one of these prospects. He's not going to be up with the team, not for opening day, not this season. But he can really, really bring it. And the more you look around, I'm, I'm not giving you everybody's names here. The more you look around, the more you see that there are arms here. There are people who can pitch. So don't think that just because Keller is struggling, which is bad and important, that the pitching as a whole has been that. It's been anything but. It's actually been very encouraging. Uh, but they're not going to pull it off without Keller. They're just not. They're just not. There's, they could all be fantastic, and he still has to come around. He still has to be a big part of this. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is always brought to you by our good friends at the North Shore Tavern. That's the companion restaurant to Mike's Beer Bar directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's also the home of Steak on a Stone, and it might be the only Pirates Bar in existence. Sometimes you hear terms like uh, Pirates Bar or Steelers Bar, and all they do is refurbish for like that night. Not North Shore Tavern. The Pirates stuff is embedded. It is permanent. You can't find a football or hockey thing in there anywhere. It is all about the Pirates. Pay them a visit. North Shore Tavern on Federal Street. Today's Just One Question comes from the Confluence, who asks, A lot can change in a few months, of course, but would it be fair to give Kumar Rocker the slight edge over Jack Leiter because of that slider. I don't know if you meant that uh, that nice little rhyme there, the way you came through there with that. I like that. That's not bad. I'm going to say right here and right now, and I'm probably going to have to end up repeating this a lot between now and Major League Baseball's draft, which isn't until July, by the way. I will not pick one. Just me. Not that who I pick matters. I'm nobody. But I'm just not going to sit here and take a stance on one of these guys right now. Ben Charrington will not come anywhere close to divulging if he's got a lean in one direction or the other. He has a poker face and a half, this guy. And when I've broached the subject with him of either guy, you just get this smile. And you know what? That's what you should get from him because he's living in a, a, a dream situation as a, as a GM. Not a nightmare, a dream. For anyone who hasn't been following them, the Vandy boys, as they call themselves, the Vanderbilt starting pitchers, have been... Out of this world, Rockers 5-0 with a 0.58 ERA, 48 strikeouts, 10 walks. Lighter, 5-0, 0.31 ERA, 49 strikeouts, 11 walks. And the thing is, is these dudes, they pitch right after each other when they play these weekend series. It's just murder on the opposition. 
this past weekend against South Carolina, which is one of the SEC's better baseball teams. A decent hitting lineup. Rocker throws 14 strikeouts, and everybody's like, ah, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Lighter comes the next day, throws 16 strikeouts, and a no-hitter. Oh, no, this guy is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm getting so much feedback from people, whether it's social media, whether it's on the site, here, however, basically challenging me to pick one, or they're doing it themselves. Oh, you got to take lighter. You absolutely have to take lighter. No, you got to take rocker. He's got the bigger body, sturdier body. He's going to hold up well health-wise. This isn't politics. You don't have to take a side in advance. And so much of our culture does that now, where we just have to pick a side and then stay ironclad on it. Uh, I'm not in the business of telling you what to think. But I really hope, I can hope, that people stay open-minded here, like legit open-minded, because what will end up happening here is if you decide you're on the rocker side or you're on the lighter side and the Pirates take the other guy and it's going to be, aha, nutting, cheapness, payroll, even though these guys will make the exact same money. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It never requires actual facts to get people involved in that discussion. You knew the Pirates would get the wrong guy. They always get the wrong guy, even though the one thing that the Neil Huntington administration actually did pretty well was handle really high early picks. So just, you know, everybody can just kind of hang on. You know, there's no rush. That's the best part of this whole scenario is you and I, and way more important than that, Ben Charrington and his evaluators get to watch both of them, get to learn everything about them in the same setting against the same type of competition. Think about that. In the same off-the-field environment with people that you know and can trust, like Tim Corbin, who's been the manager uh of Vanderbilt for a long time, built that program into a powerhouse. You can observe in a setting that really allows for good, safe, smart comparison and let it play out. I'm certainly not wishing anything like this, but one of them can get hurt. One of them can have, uh, you know, a, a drop in performance. It doesn't seem likely right now, but it does happen. And also, if and when it does... Let's not bury that individual. Oh, that's it. That clinches it. Now it's officially rocker. Now it's officially lighter. There's no rush here. There's no rush here for any of us. There's definitely no rush for the Pirates. We will have another one of these daily shot of Pirates things tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this one.
Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.